This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast. Today is Wednesday, May 13th, and it's week nine of Franchise Today, still sheltering in place, albeit reluctantly, right here in Marietta, Georgia. I'm Stan Friedman, and yes, I remain happy to continue being in good health, but I'd be lying if I told you that these adjustments to a new normal weren't beginning to wear me out. I think it's safe to say that I can't ever remember a Mother's Day quite like this one. For now, like everyone else, I'll continue making these necessary adjustments as the situation requires. But trust me, I'm more than ready to kick this new normal to the curb and get back to living life again, as I'm sure you are too. All right, enough of the ranting. Just ahead of today's interview with Pete Baldine, president of the Moran family of brands, I want to again thank Cordell Riley for joining us last week as he shed light on the emotional side of the COVID crisis and how he's helping franchisors help their franchisees to manage through the emotional impact that these unprecedented times are having on them, their teams, their families, and their friends. He does this through the delivery of an uplifting, interactive, and inspirational 30-minute Zoom call, which covers what I like to call his five E's. Encouragement, engagement, education, entertainment, and my personal favorite, escape. It's a great thing that you're doing, Cordell, and please keep up the great work. Before we take a quick break and return with Pete Baldine, I'd like to also tell you about a petition that is being circulated by the IFA and its Franchise Action Network. Its purpose is to urge Congress to take immediate steps to protect America's small businesses from unfounded COVID-19-related lawsuits. As many franchise businesses are getting ready to reopen for business, there is increasing concern that efforts are underway by trial lawyers to file unfounded lawsuits against small businesses alleging that customers or employees were infected with COVID-19 because of the nation's essential critical infrastructure businesses that kept operating during this crisis. IFA has launched this petition to protect those small businesses that are franchises. Given the historical efforts of Congress and the administration to provide the necessary liquidity to franchise businesses so that they could stay afloat during these critical days, it would be devastating to have these same employers facing a series of unjust lawsuits now or upon reopening. To that end, IFA is asking you to sign this petition to protect small business owners from unjust lawsuits. Links to all of this can be found on the Franchise Today Facebook page. Please do your part by signing this petition to protect those Good Samaritans that remained open and have been there providing us with essential services during the crisis. Now, a quick break, and I'll be right back in two minutes or less, joined by Pete Baldine, president of the Moran Family of Brands. Franchise Today will be right back, but first, a word from our sponsors. Hey, Stan Friedman here with a word about Transitive, an amazing marketing platform that actually delivers what others can only imagine, accurate, dependable results that are second to none. All right, without getting too deep into the weeds, Transitive connects franchisees' customer data from all sources providing high-octane fuel for their marketing engines. They then deploy machine learning, yes, 
Artificial intelligence, which identifies various customer traits and habits, attributes that would otherwise likely go unnoticed, and it segments these customers into groups. This is important because, as we know, not all customers provide your franchisees with equal dollar value. But wouldn't it be great if they could easily identify who's who? Well, that's exactly what Transitive does, and what's more, it then accurately drives the appropriate offers to each of those customer groups, delivering specific personalized messages to each of the group's customers. Just like that, your franchisees are engaged in laser-focused target marketing, delivering them much more bang for the buck. You've got to see it to believe it. So what are you waiting for? Order up a demo today. And tell them I sent you. Find them online at www.transitive.io. That's www.transitive.io. Pete Baldine is the president of the Moran family of brands, an automotive aftermarket franchisor with brands that include Mr. Transmission, Milex Complete Auto Care, Altamir Automotive Outfitters, and SmartView Window Solutions. Pete joined Moran in 1999 as their senior vice president and chief development officer, bringing with him many years of automotive aftermarket, service industry, and franchising experience. From 1993 to 1999, Pete served as regional VP of Safelight Autoglass, where he was responsible for 120 company-owned centers, producing over $100 million in annual sales. From 1989 to 1993, Pete was vice president and general manager of VVP America, where he oversaw the Binswanger Glass Division, specializing in auto glass and residential and commercial construction markets. From 1980 to 1989, Pete held several positions with Jiffy Lube International through their rapid growth years, including serving as VP of the Western Region, which consisted of 550 franchised centers. So with this depth of experience, who better than Pete to lead the charge and drive Moran's family of brands through the coronavirus crisis? Pete Baldine, welcome back to Franchise Today. Well, thanks, Stan Friedman. Good to hear your voice. Good to hear yours, too. I think it's been a couple of years at least since we've had you on, and there's been a little bit of water under the bridge since then, has there not? A little bit. I think it's been <laughs> at least a couple of years, and it's good to be back, though. Well, these are some strange and crazy times, Pete, but let's park that for just a minute and do what we always do here at Franchise Today. Roll the tape back and ask you to take us on a quick journey through what it was that caused franchising to find you when that was and what it was you were doing. Oh, wow. You're you're asking to go way back, Stan. That's okay. <laughs> you're talking to the guy who told Ben Franklin to go fly a kite, so you're not going back that far, are you? Uh, well, almost. My career goals were uh, when I was in college with the coach college football. That's that's all I wanted to do. I was totally focused on that, and uh, and I did coach for uh, two years, and uh, just so happened that my second year was at Western Maryland College in uh, in Western Maryland. I guess, <laughs> Westminster, Maryland. And the uh, head coach that hired me there had been a uh, junior college coach of mine previously. And he hired me uh, as an assistant coach at Western Maryland. I was there for less than a year because he came to me and said, hey, I need somebody I can trust to uh, uh, go keep an eye on this new business that I'm starting. And this was in 1980. And it just so happened that the new business he was starting was Jiffy Loop. And uh, our deal was he was going to send me out there for two 
months, and then I was going to come back in time for spring practice, and that never happened. Uh, he, uh, he he left me out there. Jim Hindman was the founder of Jiffy Lube and still a great friend of mine to this day. Matter of fact, I talked to him two days ago. And uh, anyway, uh, that was the end of my coaching career and the beginning of my franchising career. And uh, I ran the first company-owned store for Jiffy Lube in Salt Lake City in 1980. And uh, during the first 10 years, went from you know first company store manager to uh, vice president of the Western Region and uh, went from one store to 1,100. Wow. Walk us up from there to the present day, Pete. Yeah. So got recruited by a headhunter, ended up in the glass business. And uh, to give the quick version of that company that I'm sure everybody's familiar with, Safelite Autoglass, which is the largest, I believe, in the world now, and was with Safelite until uh, 1999. And then uh, I'm sure you remember, Dan, our, our old friend Lois Marshall, the uh, executive recruiter in the franchise industry, and Lois recruited me for uh, an opportunity at Moran Family of Brands, who I joined in July of uh, 1999, so uh, a little over 20 years ago. And the rest is history. And the re- yeah, the rest is history. <laughs> took, over, took over as president in 2014, and uh, and just uh, just love it. You continue to have a blast. So give the audience a quick snapshot on Moran Family of Brands in just a thumbnail, how many brands that encompasses, and, and a little snapshot on each. Yeah, so uh, it encompasses four different brands, Mr. Transmission, Milex Complete Auto Care, Alchemir Automotive Outfitters, and SmartView Window Solutions, all but SmartView are in the automotive aftermarket. And uh, we use an interesting concept. We had acquired all of those brands over the years. And back uh, several years ago, we realized that the way the automotive aftermarket was moving, we had a unique opportunity because we could co-brand a couple of our brands together and, uh, and, and really have a complete package, both in the accessory business and, and in the repair business. So we started co-branding Mr. Transmission and Milex Complete Auto Care together under the same roof. So a new franchisee ends up with two franchises under the same roof and the same facility and and a greatly expanded uh, offering of services. And then on the accessory side, uh, Alchemir and SmartView are typically co-branded together as well. So that's been our strategy for quite some time, and it's worked very well for us. And so, and there are how many in total, Pete, across the brands? Uh, 130. Has the pipeline looking, given all that we've been through for the past you know, eight or 10 weeks since this little virus has come along? Yeah, so we've got uh, a virtual discovery day with two candidates scheduled for this coming Thursday. And it's been interesting because our pipeline actually uh, looks pretty good. <laughs> Believe it or not, our, our lead count is up, our application count is up, and our contact ratios are up dramatically because everybody's at home. Yeah, people are easy to, to find them. now. Yeah, we're able to reach them and we're able to uh, speed up the process. Uh, so it was interesting. Right in the very beginning, Stan, the, the candidates that were in the pipeline all kind of you know got nervous and, and started uh, slow walking things and putting things on hold. But then the new leads that are coming in is a little bit different breed. I mean, these are people that are a little more aggressive some of them are out of work. Some of them are saying, hey, I want an existing business. There's going to be people that are going to be selling, and I'd like to acquire an existing business. And right now, I ought to be able to acquire it at a reprice. So there's opportunity seekers out there that we're finding 
you know, and it's been an interesting journey the past couple of months. With that. So positive impact then would be what I'm hearing in terms of franchise development. What about on existing stores and their operations? Yeah, so uh, we actually have uh, held up reasonably well. We've seen some stores with some some decreases, not many that have any major decreases. As you know, our stores are uh, deemed essential, so we've been open except for a few of our Altamira locations that have been deemed non-essential and have been closed. But there's an interesting story behind that that we'll get to as well. But uh, we've, we've held up reasonably well, and, and uh, we we have also had a couple of franchisees setting records during the pandemic, which uh, was kind of shocking to me. And uh, uh, But it's uh, it's gone pretty well. So uh, our franchisees are, are definitely holding their own and working it hard. Pete, you know, the one thing we always try to do with our guest interviews is share some breadcrumbs and some nuggets with potential franchisors that are in the audience or emerging franchisors. What would you spend a minute or two talking to that audience about in terms of the level of communication in a time like this? What it meant for you to have to ramp up to all hands on deck to communicate and to assist your existing franchisees through some of these challenging times. Well, I tell you, Stan, that has been one of the one of the greatest lessons that we've learned through this thing. So, in in any situation, I mean, you, you've got learning experiences and teaching experiences, right? So, as this was developing, you know, we knew we were going to have some issues, and we knew we had to uh, make some rapid changes, and um, you know, we knew we had to be there to help and support the franchisees. And one of the biggest areas is what we've done from a communication standpoint, we did go all hands on deck and we started, uh, the first thing we recognized was that um, we needed to assist the franchisees in obtaining PPP money. So we went all out in terms of studying everything about the PPP funds and, and how to do it and then and then teaching the franchisees and helping them with their applications. But the level of communication has gone up dramatically, and uh, both in uh, phone communication, in uh, email communication on, on literally a daily basis. Barb's done a tremendous job of communicating daily updates to the franchisees. We've done a lot of video updates for them. I did one the other day and within the hour I got a I got an email back from one of the franchisees that said thanks so much for that update. It came at a perfect time. We really needed it, you know. Uh, so it's great getting that kind of feedback. Uh, we've done a lot of webinars. So uh, we've learned that um, you know, maybe we weren't communicating as well as we could have before even though I thought we were pretty good at it. I think we've learned some new techniques and and new technology in terms of stepping up our game with that communication and we've uh, learned how to do it better. Now, I think going forward, you know, we'll be better at communicating, but at the same time, well, that communication is relevant and meaningful and that you're not just communicating, say, communicating with people get bored with it. You've got to have real content. You've got to have good t content to share with them. What kind of response has that triggered from the franchisees and how they've viewed home office? Well... <laughs> That's a great question. I can tell you that I, I have gotten, you know, Barb has as well and some of the other team members, but I can 
I would tell you specifically about three different phone calls that I've gotten from franchisees who have said, wow, you know, what I've learned through this whole thing is how much you guys really care and how much you want to help us and how much you want us to succeed. I've had three different franchisees call me and say, I've never been more proud to be a franchisee in this system than I have been since all this started. And, and one of the guys, I've known him for years, and he's typically not the most positive guy. You know, <laughs> and and he gave me that uh, that feedback over the phone, and I said, "Who am I talking to? Is this really you?" And he started laughing. He said, "I'm dead serious." He said, I, "I I've never felt this way before, like I do now." That's great. So we've gotten some we've gotten some great feedback. Yeah, the the nice thing about it is that when you get that feedback, it's good confirmation, but it also tells you that you're giving them the right content. You're giving them things that really help them and. Uh, and when you do that, it has a positive impact. So when we come back from our break, we're going to talk more about some of the results and the lessons that have been learned. But why don't we take a minute or two here to circle back on that Altamir story about non-essential? Uh, yeah. So uh, interesting thing. We... we uh, we made Fox Business News about a week ago. So we were delivered a blow in Oklahoma City where the governor considered us non-essential and we had to shut down for the entire month of April. And so what my franchisee did was here we have this drive through automotive accessories store. And so... Uh, uh, the innovation, sometimes these franchisees are amazing with the innovation that they come up with. So guess what my franchisee ended up doing in Oklahoma City? He offered up his facility uh, and his, his son and another college friend of his put together a business plan and immediately opened up a pop-up pantry. And what that is, is they partnered with Cisco Food and they got all non-perishable foods, canned goods, uh, frozen foods, all kinds of different grocery items. And they set up to where they uh, customers could order their groceries on their website. They would have the order ready and then the customers could just drive through the the automotive shop and pick up their groceries. They already paid for them online and they would just hand them a bag through the window and they were selling face masks as well, you know, another protective uh, product. And it was a w wildly successful. Totally and, creative. Uh, every uh, every customer that came through in their bag got a coupon and a promotional item from Altamir. So they were spreading the name. And you can see if you go to the um, the Fox Business News clip, cars were lined up all day outside of the facility and uh, and just driving through and picking up their groceries. Who would have thought? And what a brilliant idea. And here, you know, that's another thing, Pete. I think there are businesses that are going to springboard out of this virus crisis that are going to provide services that perhaps were not even contemplated before. And literally, I think one yeah. that has just really lit it up over the last couple of months, it's been out there before, but I never paid attention to it, is a company called Instacart. And to the very mm -hmm. thing that you're out from your franchisee was doing. I order online now and I pay for it and I drive up to Publix curbside and they load my order up and I go home. I never dreamed of having somebody pick groceries for me before, but now it's a cottage industry born out of Corona in what, eight weeks time. Right, right. So there's there's a little bit more to this this story with this pop-up pantry in Altamir uh, and I'll give it to you real quick. About six months before the pandemic, we had started beta testing doing online sales and online scheduling uh, at this Altamir location. During the month of April, while they were closed the entire month, their April sales this year 
exceeded April last year's sales by $10,000 with online purchases. Quite impressive, Pete. That is more than impressive. That is outside the box. You're, you're doing more business closed than you did when you were open for comping a year ago. <laughs> we, did. we were closed the entire month and we exceeded last year's sales by $10,000. Let's hold it right there, take a quick break and come back and talk more about some of the results that have come out of this and some of the lessons that your team has learned. We're talking to Pete Baldine, president of the Moran family of brands. We'll be right back. Franchise Today will be right back. But first, a word from our sponsors. This portion of Franchise Today is brought to you by Zoracle, providers of spot-on profiles, the gold standard of assessment tools that assure you're selecting the right franchisees every time. Unlike DISC or others that simply gauge personality or communication styles, Zoracle's spot-on assessments are all franchise-specific and based upon seven sciences that nail the results each and every time. Your prospects simply answer a few questions online, and like magic, Zoracle's algorithms scientifically slice, dice, and analyze their thresholds for risk, their business acumen, and even their propensity for single or multi-unit ownership. Zoracle's spot-on analysis is like having a crystal ball, but there's no hoodoo here. It's all based upon science that flawlessly determines franchisee, franchisor compatibility, and accurately predicts performance. Why don't you schedule a demo today and take a complimentary look and see for yourself. It's the closest thing to a sure thing. Zoracle, spot on assessments based on science, but delivering results that seem simply magical. Check them out at www.zoracleprofiles.com. And we are back with Pete Baldine, president of the Moran family of brands, talking about the impact of the response and results and lessons learned both for the corporate team as well as for their franchisees in terms of how to deal with the pivot that it's taken to stay in business and exceedingly do well in these troubled times where so many others are 100% shut down and closed. Pete, you've shared a tremendous amount of information in this first portion of our interview. Let's come back and talk in two separate buckets. Let's take the corporate bucket first, the things that you realized that you had to do to pivot between what you were doing before in order to manage better with your franchisees, their abilities to succeed and stay alive. Yeah, you bet, Stan. Uh, multiple things. Uh, na naturally, from a support standpoint, we immediately recognize that we need to be there for the franchisees and helping them, as I mentioned before, with the PPP applications so they could get that money and, and be able to make their payroll, uh, you know, anticipating that numbers would be down, right? And uh, and so we did that. We did a lot of coaching with franchisees in general and individually on expense reduction, how you could reduce your expenses to the essential expenses during this period, and also coach them on how to pay their bills, you know? I mean, sometimes people just pay their bills within the terms and we coached them up on what bills you could slow walk, I guess, would be the right term, you know, and which ones you needed to pay right on time. So we gave them some coaching on, on that. We helped with contacting landlords and negotiating rent reductions. And uh, so a number of things like that. And then there's also the marketing strategy and marketing response behind, uh, you know, what we were 
how we were delivering our service out in the field. Uh, and let's talk about that too, because that's a whole separate bucket, right? The things that franchisees have to do. I mean, come on, that pantry, who could get any more creative than that? But I'm certain there were other things too that were pivoting. Let's talk about some of those. Yeah, you bet. The first thing we did from a marketing standpoint was got a hold of all the franchisees and said, look, this is this is going to be critical and you can't anticipate that uh, the phone's going to keep ringing. You're going to have to do things to make the phone ring. And so we talked to them about going back through, you know, an automotive repair. Sometimes you find things that a customer's cars need, but they put it off. They don't want to get it at that particular time. So we coached them up on how to go through their point of sale system and find all the uh, recommended repairs that were uh, uh, recommended in previous months that customers you know, didn't choose to get at the time and call them back and say, hey, you know, bring it in for that brake job and we'll give you a discount or bring it in for that differential repair or whatever that you didn't, that you needed, but you didn't get last time. And so we did that. We went back through and showed them on their DCRs. Uh, it's a term we use, the daily customer register. You know, if you didn't close certain jobs, go back and recontact those customers coached them up on the fleet and wholesale accounts and how to present to them during the pandemic. So a lot of things to make the phone ring, okay? And then in addition to that, a strategy of ours was to institute pickup and delivery, you know, which is not typically normal for us in automotive repair, but uh, we knew that customers wouldn't want to come to the stores. So um, we instituted pickup and delivery service to where we would sell the job over the phone, have the car picked up, brought to the shop, do the repair, bring the car back to the customer and do the uh, financial transaction over the phone with a credit card. And that proved to be uh, a very effective strategy for us, uh, as well as uh, sanitizing cars, letting customers know that we're sanitizing the inside of your car to uh, keep it safe and to keep you safe and to keep our employees safe. And the beauty of that one was that uh, 919 Marketing, who is our PR firm, did a phenomenal job of writing the press releases for that and um, and getting them out in the marketplace. And because of 919's effort, we had about 18 franchisees that got on TV in their local market on some pretty significant segments of uh, promoting the fact that we were sanitizing customers' cars and they gave statistics on the information and, for example, how dirty a steering wheel was and things like that, and literally showed on TV how they were going through and sanitizing the cars and what products. And uh, that proved to be pretty substantial for us. No surprise to me that that idea comes out of 919, Pete. Those guys are great. Yeah, they they, uh, they do a terrific job. What about on social distancing for people that would come to the store? Did you set up any kind of traffic patterns for people to walk in and not have to cross traffic with people going in one direction we, and another? We did. We did. And uh, naturally, in automotive repair, our um, waiting rooms are fairly small. So to social distance properly, we had uh, only allowed one customer in the waiting room at a time. So we tried to schedule those. A lot of our work can be scheduled by appointment. So we were able to schedule that and, and keep people distanced properly, as well as the uh, as well as the employees, and uh, and used per, you know personal protective gear for the employees wearing masks. And a lot of that is going to go forward, Stan, as we come out of this. A lot of that is going to uh, be carried forward, you know, into the future. As well, it should. I mean, we're going to come out of this first wave of coronavirus and go into the summer where we see things kind of calm down. We all hope, but it won't mm -hmm. be long before fall is back and Corona with it will be accompanied 
contributed then by the flu too. So I think you're right. A lot of these new disciplines and practices are going to be things that customers are going to continue to look for. Right, right. What else do you see on the horizon coming out of this, Pete? How's your business going to be better for the experience that you've gone through? Because I really think that's in our DNA. When we go through crisis, we all come out of it better than we went in. Well, and, and I think that that's a necessity, Stan. I think that any time, whether it's a positive experience or a negative experience, I think we need to be geared to find what we can learn from those experiences, positive or negative, and, and adjust and adapt. I like change. You know, when, when things stay the same, I get bored. So I'm all about change and finding new ways to do things is, is a great thing. And I think that there's been a lot. I, I think that, you know, this situation has caused us to revisit a number of things. I mentioned to you earlier that uh, we've got a virtual discovery day this coming Thursday, a couple of candidates, and uh, that we're excited about the virtual discovery day strategy. And I'm not sure if we'll go back to face-to-face discovery day for some advantages with a virtual discovery day from a technology standpoint and from a timing standpoint try to coordinate people's travel schedules and all those kind of things. So there's some advantages and we'll see what that brings us. Are you using Zoom as your platform for that or what are you using? We, we are, yeah, using Zoom for that. You bet. I think we learned through our Altamir experience in Oklahoma City the importance of online sales opportunities and online scheduling and expanding our services. That, that experience there taught us a lot. I think the importance of financing for our customers with major repairs. You know, I've got a franchisee that, believe it or not, in March had his best four-week month ever in March. In April had his best five-week month ever in April. And here's the kicker with that. This isn't a new guy. This guy's been in business for over 30 years. And March and April were his best four and five-week month in his history. On first blush, one would think, okay, that doesn't make any sense. People aren't driving. (laughs) But the truth of the matter is the same as you suggested with prospective franchisees being available and easily found. Mm -hmm. People's cars are sitting in their garages, and while they're not being driven, when better to get those repairs done as long as you make it palatable for them and take the fear factor out by doing things that you've done, like sanitizing and having pickup and delivery. It's brilliant. You know, and another thing, too, Stan, that's kind of been... Uh, a funny response in regard to that is that I think people have been, because they're cooped up in the house and there's nowhere to go, I think that they've been using taking their car to the to the shop to get work done as an excuse to get out of the house. It's like, you know, <laughs> I need that brake job done, so... I think that it's just sitting here. I'm gonna I'm gonna drive down to you know to the Mylex Mister Transmission and uh, and get this work done. We've seen that happen, you know, a, a number of times with customers. Something else you're gonna see happen, Pete, that is gonna be a really positive impact is as some of those candidates for your franchise start coming through the pipeline and into the funnel. When they get to the place where it's time for them to do due diligence and start talking and validating with existing franchisees, some of the things you've shared with us today should make for nothing but stellar validation. Well, and Stan, that's one of the things we've been super proud of is that we've always had very good validation. And we feel like now this, you know, negative situation with the pandemic gave us the opportunity to add even more credibility with our franchisees and and, and enhance our relationships and that we think our validation is going to be even better than it's been going forward. That's great. Pete, is there anything anything I didn't ask you that you wished I did? Well, you know, I, yeah, I think, well, one more, one more point, we restructured our support services and gone from a traditional support structure to where you have, 
you know, regions set up and you have operations people that, that are over each region and they have to wear 15 different hats, support the franchisees. And we've restructured that now to where we have a brand ambassador, okay? And they stay in daily contact with the franchisees. And then and then we use a team approach, okay? So we've got experts in operations, in production, in tech, in marketing, in finance, that then based on the, the communication with the ambassador, they'll put people in, they'll put franchisees in certain buckets for those experts that uh, where they need that help. So if it's a marketing issue, it goes in the marketing team's bucket and then they follow up and we put a whole tracking system in and all that. And we're real excited about this team approach for support because it just strengthens when you have experts in different fields instead of having somebody wear the same hat and dilute that service. We're really having our best team players contacting the franchisees on specific issues that they need help with. I call that systems reliance instead of people dependency. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing you asked about, if there was something else uh, that you didn't ask me about, I, I'd say yes. And that would be how amazing the the entire franchise community has been and how supportive the entire franchise community has been through this whole thing with each other. The amount of communication within the industry, even among competitors, the job that the IFA has done in supporting the franchise community and the leadership that's been provided by so many people in the industry is just amazing. I couldn't uh, agree with you more, Pete. We've had Robert Crisante on, we've had Matt Heller on all in the last couple of weeks when they were probably working 24-7 toward doing the things that they're doing to protect our brand of franchising. They took the time to talk to the audience here and to share with us some of what the IFA has been up against. And it's been no easy task for any of them, any more so than for you or me or for any of us. Yeah. And just been uh, unyielding in terms of the level of support, the number of webinars and teaching moments that are going on and the number of phone calls from different people that are really concerned and uh, and want to help. And everybody's just been so willing. It's, you know, I've always loved the franchise community in this time of adversity. It's really shown us how great it really is. Well, that's a great segue to me asking you to provide contact information for those in the audience who might want to reach out and get back in touch with you one-to-one. Pete, how about serving up an email address or a phone number that people can reach you at? You bet. My email address, Stan, is P, the letter P, Baldine, B-A-L-D-I-N-E, at moranbrands.com, M-O-R-A-N, brands.com. And my phone number is 708-297-2240. That's my uh, office phone. And my cell phone, which I use most of the time, is 630-294-0481. And I'll go ahead and post that contact information along with some other information about the Moran family of brands on the Franchise Today Facebook page. For those that weren't able to grab it here, you'll easily find it there. Pete, thank you for spending time with our audience and sharing some breadcrumbs for success. And we wish you nothing but the very best and hope you'll stay healthy and continue to stay in touch with us as we move forward into the next phase of what we hope will be back to the regular normal, enough of the new normal. Whatever that may be, right, Stan? Thanks so much for the opportunity uh, always great to talk with you and appreciate you know having this forum to share some of the things that we've been able to do successfully in this in this time. Pete Baldine, president of the Moran family of brands. 
As I said in my show notes leading up to today's episode with Pete, there's no driving through this crisis like it's your dad's old Buick, and Pete and Barb Moran's leadership is proof positive of that. I'm so happy for them and their franchisees for coming through this crisis better than many. Next week, we'll be joined by someone else who can make that claim. In fact, with some 80 locations nationwide, Topper's Pizza has seen an amazing 12% increase in sales over the past eight weeks and is looking to hire more than 600 new employees while so many others are laying off. Scott Gitrich, Topper's founder and CEO, will be right here next week to tell us how he's getting all of that done and more. So, until next week, please continue to stay safe and do the best you can. I'm Stan Friedman, wishing you the best, the very best of all things franchising, and Franchise Today is out. Franchise Today is a production of FRM Solutions, providing best-in-class CRM tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees. No excuses, just solutions. Find them online at frmsolutions.com. Join Stan every Wednesday at noon Eastern for another live episode of Franchise Today. Or, as always, download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes.